Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today we are covering... This is kind of a long one, guys. Are you, uh... Are you... (laughs) I try to give some anticipation here, (laughs) but this was a board now request and we are covering hell is where the home is also known as trespassers. Um, And thank you board now for the request. We really appreciate it. We also really appreciate you commenting on pretty much all of the videos that we post. Like we can't. You're the real MVP. Yeah, we can't tell you how like happy that makes us to have some level of interaction. And for those of you listening or viewing, we really love your comments. So if you have any opinion on the movie that you'd like to share, we'd definitely encourage you to do so because we we love hearing what you guys think but uh before we get into the review let's grab our cups and talk about tea so i am doing the republic of tea calm relax tea it's got organic red ruibos organic cinnamon organic orange flavor a dandelion root, orange peel, ginger root, and vanilla flavor. And I think I may have tried this once outside of the podcast, but I don't remember how it tastes. I think you've tried this tea, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was delicious. So I'm excited to try it. And I am drinking more Ito In matcha green tea with jasmine. You cheated. So <laughs> it's got matcha green tea and jasmine. That's all I know. <laughs> it's tasty and smooth. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Anyways. Why you got to make it like this? Why, why you got to make it awkward? Because it's me. And I am just, I, I exhibit an aura of awkwardness and social anxiety. <laughs> Go ahead and get to the summary. So for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So these two couples go to rent out a home for the weekend, uh, a very nice home that's kind of out in the the desert boonies. Both of the, the the movie kind of expands on it, but essentially each of the couples are going through their own drama and they're trying to have this getaway to try and kind of reset themselves. They've kind of relaxed for a few hours, but then they get a knock on the door and it's this woman that claims to be a neighbor saying that her car broke down and she is asking to use a phone. And at first they offer her their cell phone and she's like no the reception is terrible here you know that's not gonna work so in hesitation they allow her in and she uses the phone it's kind of weird because she's like asking to look around the house and kind of doing kind of suspicious things so finally the i think it's victor yeah victor he ends up just being like you need to leave now 
And she's like, oh, I'm going to get a cup of water and then I'll leave. And out of frustration, they kind of get and he kind of gets aggressive with her and it ends up she falls on a thing and she she dies. It's like a whole convoluted story. It's like first she dies and they're like, oh, we need to cover up her murder. And then the police come and they end up being like a part of this whole thing where like these people are coming into the house to find these pictures to cover up a crime. And yeah, that that's the summary. <laughs> it's like it's not one solid story. There's like multiple like steps in the yep. thing. But anyways, all kinds of craziness and shenanigans. Yes. So for entertainment. I would give this movie a six. And the reason being is the movie in general, the the concept, I should say, of the movie really isn't that bad. I I really got like the stranger vibes with it, but then it kind of like transforms into the we need to cover up murder and then to, uh, oh, it's actually like people coming in to like steal stuff. So it's a part of like a, a crime cover up thing. So I, I did I did really enjoy that it wasn't a hundred percent a stranger's knockoff. But my biggest pain point for this movie that I think really took it back was the fact that Victor trying to cover up the death I thought was kind of dumb because I mean they just need to tell the police, oh, she refused to leave. We all got into an altercation and she fell and went through this thing and got killed. So it's like, I felt like, and that was literally what happened, but he just immediately was like, we need to cover up the crime. I murdered this person. But then it turns into Victor is abusing Estelle and Estelle ends up like stabbing him. And so Victor ends up dying. And so the police come because Sarah, or no, I think it's Estelle. That called them Sarah. Okay. But so whenever the police come, they had the perfect opportunity to tell them, you know, he killed this person and he was essentially forcing us to try and cover up his crime and he was threatening us with death. And so we, we killed him first. <laughs> it's like that, that would have been perfect. That, ah, oh! It just, but the fact that they're like trying to cover up the fact that they killed him and then also the neighbor, well, the quote unquote neighbor, just, there's so many frustrating pain points in this movie. Like the, the, the whole, almost the entirety of this movie is full of frustration. Like these characters, they have a way to essentially get to make this situation easier for themselves. And it ends up kind of biting them in the butt. But it's like with the strangers, you know, they were scary because they were killing them for the fun of it. There was no reason for it. While these people, there there was a purpose, but that's not why they're not as scary. It's like you don't really see what they're capable of until they're already, like, about to kill them type of thing. It's hard for me to explain. Lane, but it's like that they just it doesn't hit you psychologically as the strangers does yeah it's like but it's strange because i can see this happening being a very terrifying thing but just the way that it came off it didn't seem as scary as it could have been and honestly it's just 
all of the fights and it's just like ah just frustrating but yeah i mean it's like overall it was a movie that i wanted more from it was a movie that i mean and this isn't me bashing on this particular movie i mean a lot of horror movies will force their main cast to make decisions that don't really make any sense in reality. So it's not like this particular movie is the only one that has done this, but at the same time, I feel like if they had made the, the characters act more reasonably, but they still have the bad guys like break in and put them through all of that. And then the bad guys are like, it's like they might have a purpose, but they're also like psychologically playing around with them. And it's like, I feel like there was so much more that could have happened. Like if they did not have the part where they kill the neighbor and they go through that whole convoluted, we got to cover up the crime, but instead dedicate that time to, oh, you see the the bad guys like standing off in the distance and they're coming closer and they're like knocking on the windows and stuff like that and so these people they're they're like what do we do what do we do and establish that there's no signal so they can't call the police or they call the police and the sergeant is still in on it yeah see that would be even more terrifying like the police get there and they're like oh thank god like we're saved but then the police are like ah gotcha (laughs) like that would be so terrifying like the level of helplessness that you would feel for those characters would be so much greater than what they put in this movie so i i like the concept and especially like with the open windows i was sure they were going to put that to their benefit of like you seeing like all of these things happening outside and they're trapped inside but they didn't. felt like a lot of missed opportunities. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's a movie of missed opportunities. <laughs> so, but, but what do you rate the movie? So I give this one a 5.5. <laughs> the Dislike. characters weren't really likable. The final girl, oh, yeah. you yeah. kind of feel bad and root for a little. But it's mostly because... Everybody else is such an asshole that you got to root for someone, right? And they don't really show you the bad guys enough to really care about, you know, getting away from them or anything or being scared of them. You can't really be bothered to be scared of them because they're not there that long. So you don't really see what they do to get their job done. Like, you don't see their brutality that much. You don't really see them trashing the place. And by the way, they they keep saying, we toss the place. But there's, like, no damage. Almost nothing is disturbed. So, I mean, they're, they're obviously looking for something, but they suck at looking for things. So, I just, it's, most of the movie is kind of painful to watch for me, honestly. There are just too many questions and things that don't make sense, a lot of which we'll get to in realism, but it just makes me check out mentally because I'm too busy questioning everything to fully enjoy the movie and experience what's going on and feel scared for these people and really root for them to come out of it okay when, you know, 
nothing makes sense and they all suck. So, <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm glad that you mentioned about the, the characters. Cause I did forget to add that the fact that none of the characters really are that likable. And whenever you have a movie where these characters are in danger, especially if it's a, a movie where it's like they're, they're breaking into their home or whatever, or their rental home. It's like, you want to play around. Well, I man, I sound sadistic when I say this. You want to, yeah, you want to play around with the viewers' emotions. You want them to second guess whether or not a particular character that they like is going to survive. It's like it's okay to have like one or two assholes out of like the four, but don't make one of them like kind of redeemable and it's only because the other three are fairly irredeemable it's just really the only way we know that she's an all right person is we know she's had a miscarriage which is awful and we know that her husband cheated on her and a lot of that we know from context clues or stuff happening when she's not even in the room She's not in the scene. I thought it was Estelle that had the miscarriage. I could have sworn it was Estelle, and that's why the Victor was being a butthole to her. No, no Sarah had the miscarriage. That's why... Oh, man. Yeah. So James, the husband, the cheater dude, was saying, I feel like that was punishment for him having an affair. Oh. He thought it was on him. And the picture on his phone was Sarah pregnant. Oh, okay. Welcome oh. back. Uh, uh. I, I think you might have mentally checked out at that point while we were watching. I don't know. Well, honestly, like Victor and James, I kept on mixing them up. Yeah. It's like with Sarah and Estelle. Dude. Yeah. Well, it's like with Sarah and Estelle, they. They visually look different enough, like their hair color, their their hair color, their style <laughs> was different enough. It's easier to tear, uh, tell them apart. But like Victor and James, like their facial structures were slightly different. But besides that, I was like, uh oh, <laughs> like I was constantly confusing them. <laughs> their hair color was completely different too, but they uh. had very similar personalities. Like James was a bit more mellow. But, I mean, they were both irredeemable, and we didn't like them. Yeah, it's like a, so many movies need to do, well, horror movies in particular, I should say, need to do more of like the, the Power Rangers thing, where it's like you make each person not only a distinct personality, which these characters really weren't that distinct of personalities, but also as it's... Yeah, but also, like, a distinct look. Like, they don't have to be, like, one color. It, dang it. One color. <laughs> it's like, one color equals this. One color. It's like, you don't need to be that extreme, but it's just, like, yeah. It's like, there's more than one style of clothing. Yeah. You know, there's different colors of clothing. It's like, one could wear more flowery clothing or whatever. 
we don't even necessarily want like the the ridiculous stereotypes that we see in a lot of other horror movies. Where, right. You, know, you got the preppy, the jock, the nerdy kid, the comic relief, the uh, stoner. Like we don't necessarily need no. the out of their stereotypes. We don't. We just want them different enough that we can tell who is who. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can have distinct individualized people without it being stereotypical yeah but, but yeah let's go ahead and and move on yes did the next one did we want a quick tea break well i guess you've tried your tea well hold on let me try mine it did like it's whenever i smelled it it had a lot stronger of a citrus scent than when i'm tasting it but it it's pretty good uh, I think I mainly taste the rubos and dandelion. Yeah. But yes, yeah, it's pretty good. So. Yeah. But for realism, there's very little that's realistic about this movie. Like the the general premise of the movie is pretty. I mean, it it. Yes. Oh, my hands. The hands. Stop. <laughs> Attack with the hands. <laughs> but, uh, like the premise of, you know, this crime group coming to try and get something, be, uh, get a photo that's like a, incriminating to them and stuff like that. It's like, okay, that, that can happen very rarely, but that can happen. I can see that happening. But everything in between that, all of the, the details about the character choices and how they fought and stuff like that, it just, it's it's not very believable. And I think that's the reason why I found this movie so frustrating, is even if it was a character that wasn't that smart, I think they would make better choices than these characters. Like... Uh, like, for example, when I think, is it Sarah? Yeah, Sarah is going outside and Estelle just, like, screams her name. Yeah. It's, it's like, thanks for giving away both of your positions. And uh, it just... It's not like we're trying to sneak out of here in one piece or anything. Yeah, and... And... Especially, like, whenever it's the sergeant and he's telling Estelle, or sorry, telling Sarah to hit Estelle, I feel like there were some missed opportunities for Sarah to fight back. And I just, there's, there's just so many missed opportunities. They just, it's, there's so many moments of missed opportunity. It's hard to, it, it very much feels like you're being led on by the movie versus these events happening organically and it's like even whenever i put realism aside and i'm just trying to watch the movie as a movie the choices that these characters are making are just so dumb <laughs> it's hard to tense logically yeah it, it's hard to enjoy the full entertainment of the movie i guess so what do you give it, though? Oh, I didn't say it. I thought... Oh, anyways, I give it a one. Because <laughs> there, I'm, I'm sure you will go into the details, but there are some major mistakes slash plot holes that they did. I mean, definitely them 
the the bad guys they've been like oh we looked this place up and down but they didn't go it didn't look like they had been in the photo room or i know the they're like oh we have been in the photo room there's but no way in hell they were in that photo room. But it doesn't look like they looked at all. There's no way in hell they went into that room. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, it just... It, yeah, they were... I don't know if for some reason the filmmakers couldn't mess up the house and they're like, we need to keep everything pristine. But, <laughs> but it just... Yeah. So I also give it a one. Yay, twinsies. That, that's a very apt rating there. Um, like, the only thing I can really see happening for real is, like, the the sergeant being in on whatever illicit activities those guys are in, the thugs were in, and them trying to get whatever from the house. But the way they went about it yeah, didn't really make that much sense. So, I mean... I don't understand how when the couples go there, I know the the guy James is like, I don't understand why we can't just be alone for this weekend, just you and me. Oh. But why didn't he push back a little bit more if he knew who was actually coming? Like if he cheated on her with the girl that's coming, to stay with them for the weekend, that would make things 10 times more awkward and would make a lot more opportunities for that incident to slip out and him to be found out. Well, plus, so the, they and Estelle and Sarah established that they really hadn't been talking to each other very much recently. And it is, if you've kind of fallen out with someone, it's kind of odd to be like, okay, let's like spend the night and weekend together. It's like you kind of start slow and back up yeah. again. Yeah, it didn't really make that much sense. It sounded like they were close at one time. And I get wanting to reach back out, especially after a tragedy happens like a miscarriage and wanting some kind of comfort. But again, you don't really just go straight into let's spend the weekend together. That's more of let's get together here and there for for dinners or a hangout day or something and then once we've established you know we're closer again then okay yeah let's let's have a weekend well and then plus it's weird that like sarah explains that she had a strange year and then whenever estelle is pressing for more information she's like i don't want to talk about it it's like if they're really that close of friends you would yeah. think that she would have no reservations of telling. It's like, I understand not letting it bum out your yeah, weekend. Or, or that Estelle would know already. Yeah. What's going on. Yeah, but it's like, but it erring on the side of like, she doesn't know. I can understand not wanting to bum out your weekend. But it's like, you literally just got there explaining it and maybe spending like a few hours you know, talking to her about it, kind of like releasing that, kind of crying, you know, do whatever you need to do with your friend. And then going back to the weekend, I mean, I still think... It would be a lot healthier. Yeah, than letting it hang over your head and be like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, because then she spends a lot of the time just on her own stewing. So, like, what was the point... Of being there when you said yourself that you 
you feel like you should be surrounded with friends and with other people and then spending all of that time alone. Yeah. It just doesn't make that much sense. Then the neighbor comes by saying that she needs to use the phone and it has to be a house phone because there's no signal there. First off, if you really are a neighbor, you can keep walking and get to your house a lot faster than a tow truck is going to get there. Secondly, no one decided, you know what, let me check my phone and just see. Maybe she has a different type of service. Maybe I get better service out here than she does. Nobody decides, you know, let me verify this, that we really don't have signal. This could be a problem. Yeah, and for 2019, I think it came out. For 2019. 2019, something like that. It's like nowadays, it's very difficult to be in an area where there isn't any signal, especially in a residential area, no matter how far out in the boonies or whatever they are. It's like the signal might not be super strong, but I mean, there's going to be something. I've been in areas that there's basically no signal anywhere you go in there, but... But how long ago was that? Because I mean... This is this year, but... Hmm. But everyone still checks. And yeah, because still just be spotty for the most part, not necessarily gone completely. Yeah. And then they go and get the the house phone, which is a cordless phone, and they don't just hand it to her at the door. <laughs> they have her come in and use the cordless phone in the kitchen. I'm sorry, no. Your ass is staying out there. You're getting a phone out there. You're not coming inside. I'm not liable for you. We're renting. We're renting this place for the weekend and you're not coming in because I don't know you. Yeah, it's like they don't know if the homeowners would want this person to come in their house. Like, they don't know. But, yeah, it's like for... Your friend is already doing coke on the table. (laughs) Let's not have someone in that could potentially be a witness to some illicit activities that you don't want anyone to know about. (laughs) Yeah. But for those who may not have had a landline in their home, because I know uh, some people have experienced that. Outdated thing. The the wireless landlines had a really good range like whenever i was growing up as a teenager i could take my wireless landline from downstairs and go all the way upstairs to my room and still like be able to talk completely fine like it had no impact like the range was crazy oh yeah ours would at our old house growing up it was next to the garage door where the the cradle was the base And I could take that phone, go across the house, go outside, down to the street, get the mail, and still be talking on the phone just fine. Dang. Yes. So it had good range. Yeah. Yeah. So they had no reason to bring her in the house whatsoever. Yeah. Wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the um, police officer didn't hear the window being broken after he went to check the perimeter, which you find out shortly after that that he's in on it. But 
I feel like if they're as loose a cannon as he made them out to be, he probably would have come back like, what are you doing? We had a plan. You're making too much noise. If you kill them before we get the information, I will end you. Yeah. Well, and then plus, plus with them killing that one police officer, they didn't establish whether or not like his involvement or if he was involved at all. Yeah. And then plus there was, there was no reason for that other officer to die at all. Well, and then like the sergeant, there wasn't even a reason for him to do the perimeter check because because like that could have happened, and then he could have immediately turned on them and be like, "Ha ha, we win," <laughs> like, you know. Now that he's out of the way, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, he could have opened the door for him and just let him in. They didn't even have to break the damn window. Oh, that would have been like eerie. Yes, that to... would have been a lot more terrifying. Yeah. But no, no, they could have done so many other things. So, so many other things. Yeah. Also, later on when she, the main chick gets out of the house finally, and she goes to the cop car, she gets in the back seat, which is designed specifically to keep people back there <laughs> and not be able to get out. Yeah. Handcuffed or no. So that was dumb. And then the the window broke way too easily when the guy went to get her out of said vehicle. Yeah. It's like the glass has, well, windshields have multiple layers. I think they have two layers and they have like an adhesive like in between. And so it's like not only would a regular windshield not break that easily, but I would imagine that a police windshield would probably be even more reinforced. I, I can't say that definitively, but it makes sense if it was. Most likely. But it just, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Also, there was like no continuity whatsoever in the movie. <laughs> when the partner gets killed, the main chick, Sarah, picks up the gun, but then the sergeant makes her put it down and then he picks up the gun. But later on, James, her husband, when he's crawling around with a knife in his gut, picks up the gun <laughs> off the ground. Yeah. And uses it. So there was no gun there before. So I don't know where this particular gun came from. Yeah, it's a movie of convenience. It really is. So I just, it doesn't make that much sense. They, the sergeant could have come up with a million and one reasons to get them out of the house while the thugs searched the place. He could have even brought them back saying, you know what? I want y'all to walk me through exactly what happened in the place so I can get a better visual. You know, partner, you stay here, start on the paperwork, whatever, um, start cataloging whatever items they brought in. And I'll go with them. I'll call you if I need backup. And then they get there and the thugs are there and, oh, we can't find it. Okay, well, let's start. Where is it? <laughs> but again, with the photo, with the photo, they never went into the dark room. And you know how we know? Because she developed the goddamn picture earlier in the movie and it's still sitting in the tray. <laughs> In plain view, right next to the fucking door. <laughs> right next to the door. <laughs> she even has to move it out of the way and she like flips it so we can't get a good 
view of it. And then she uses the same tray to develop it again. Like she could have just said it's right there. (laughs) So I don't. mm, This movie got me all up in knots (laughs) with frustration. (laughs) Honestly, like even putting aside their BS stories that made no sense. (laughs) I just honestly, that one particular scene when they're talking to the officers I want to get a lawyer's take on this, (laughs) because if we were physically hurting watching this scene and how bad it was in their stories and all when they could have been just fine. I want to know how bad exactly it would have been (laughs) for particularly a defense lawyer (laughs) to watch this unfold. Yeah. You're like, well, they're screwed. (laughs) And just be like, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking, stop talking. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, it's one. <laughs> yeah, it's like this movie had so much potential. It's just, it's so messy, so many missed opportunities. I honestly hope that somebody remakes this movie and just plays around with the, the concept a little bit more and actually makes characters that are not only likable but are a little bit more reasonable. Because it's like not only do unlikable characters make you not care whether or not they live or die, but also characters that are acting very unreasonable. It's like if they die, you're like, well, I mean, you <laughs> you chose wrong. Bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it was very hard to feel intense or or any sort of i didn't really feel any suspense yeah any suspense it just and not really much positivity to this movie it's like whenever sarah survives you're just like yay the okay and again she (laughs) her husband helps her out at the end there with the gun that shouldn't have been there in the first place and then he like slumps down but he's still alive (laughs) He just has a knife in his gut, which is basically acting like a plug, keeping the blood in. And then the next shot, you see her walking down the road out of the situation. So she left the husband there to bleed to death internally. She also is walking in the desert area when there are at least four other cars that she could have chosen. Yeah, it's like they drove there. Like She and her husband drove there. The other couple drove there. There was a brown Oldsmobile that was the bad guy car. And then there was a cop car with the window broken. <laughs> Everyone else is dead. Apart from her husband, who's just, you know, left there to die. So you got your pick keys and vehicles. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... We uh, would love to hear your, uh, our listeners and viewers take on the movie. If if we're being too harsh or if you found it just as frustrating, like I, I, I see, I see like this could have been a really scary movie if they had done it right, but with what it came to be, yeah, I know. And 
Yeah. So, but we really appreciate the request for now. We hope uh, if you like this movie, <laughs> we didn't tear it apart too much. Uh, but if you, uh, just our opinions. but we, we would love to hear uh, your take on the movie and see what you did and didn't like about the movie. Uh, and so, but yeah, but thank you for joining us today and please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and most places uh, you listen to podcasts. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring if you'd like to support us monetarily. You can find all of the sites mentioned linked down below. And until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye!